Welcome to Drama Bonded. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And I already said it, we're Drama Bonded. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey. And we're going to talk about... Pastry Week. Pastry Week. Um, we're still kind of in that flow where we think we should just be doing our little... Intro? Intro. I know. As soon as you started saying that, I was like ready to kick in and start giving it. But I'm like, we're not really even talking about just The Bachelor these days. Maybe so. we need a new intro that encompasses more... It'd be fun. <laughs> that intro took me so long, <laughs> right? So that was really good. Thanks. Um, so we have a confession. We dropped the ball on figuring out a candy to review, um, but we have ordered something, so we'll definitely have something for next time. Um, kind but of- I have a random question. Oh yeah, go for it. So Jess just brought up the candy store at the mall. It's not there anymore. It's not there. But growing up, I used to love to go to the mall. Get a mango Julius from Orange Julius and then go to the candy store and get like $4 worth of candy in a bag. What were your two favorite candies to put in a candy bag from those like bulk candy stores? This is going to come as a great shock to you. Um, They sell banana like runs separate. Oh, man. So I just filled my bag with banana. (laughs) That's so just. <laughs> I know. Like, not even interesting. Banana candy. Mine was the strawberry sour belts. Ooh. I bet those are pretty good. Those are my, and I still do that. Like, they sell them in bulk at Smith's. They're obscenely expensive for not very many, but that's my shit. Okay. Smith's, really? I'll have to go take a look. I've never thought to look at the bulk section for candy. Well, you know, the bulk section where they're already kind of like pre-measured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've looked for candy there. I've not seen candy those. Selection. Yeah. But there you go. Okay. Well, we've we've talked about candy. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what we've got this gonna week. I was going to bring Gushers and not um, like Fruit Snack Gushers. I mean, they're the same, but like you can also get Gushers at gas stations now just in a candy size bag. And... Let's be honest. Gushers are candy. Fruit snacks are candy. Fruit snacks are just an example of the power of marketing. Oh, my god! And gosh, why yes. they are included in the breakfast cereal aisle, I have no idea because they are, are they are not nutritious. But damn, I love me some Gushers. Yeah. Those are really good. I really miss, and I haven't been able to find them, the um, Sour Patch Kid Exploders. Ooh, yeah. Those are so good. They're gone. Really? I can't find them anywhere. I probably can find them on like Amazon or something, but I cannot find them in the grocery store or gas stations, and I have looked. Speaking of Amazon, we need to find those now and laters that we had. <gasps> I forgot all about those. I know. Those. We need to have a find those online. <laughs> yeah. Just order a box. <laughs> That's a great plan. Um, Pastry week. Man. I'm just so bummed. <laughs> We're not going to go in order. We're really sad that we lost Rowan and Nikki. Yeah. Can we just like have a moment of silence for the only two people on the show that were <laughs> kind of fun to watch? That's not true. I enjoy other people, but I'm just saying <clears throat> their personalities brought a lot to the show. Like we talked about last week, like I like Dana. I like Maddie. Um, I like Saku. But Rowan's one-liners and Nikki's just like bubbly personality just they bring a lot, and I don't know what we're going to do now that they're gone. No, Nikki's laugh is infectious. Like, I, I love that. And yeah, Rowan is just so relatable to me. I, like, want to give him a hug, and oh. I feel like Paul did not need to tear him down. I mean, Rowan's showstopper was really, it, it looked really bad. So I'm not surprised he went home. I'm just really mourning the loss of what he brought to the show. I hate pies. Oh, really? Wait, making or eating or? Well, no, I love eating pies. Love eating pies. Uh, Making pies. I remember, so my dad used to love um, strawberry rhubarb. And I, in sheer arrogance, was like, I'm going to make this man a strawberry rhubarb pie for his birthday. 
This is when I discovered I'm allergic to rhubarb. Like my hands broke You're out. allergic to rhubarb? I am. My hands broke out into blisters. And I was like, that's normal. And I wasn't like using the the bad parts of rhubarb. Like I, I know how to deal with it. <clears throat> but then the worst thing that happened, <laughs> that pie was soup. And when I tell you it was soup, it was just like sheer water underneath oh, no. the pie crust. I brought it to the birthday celebration. Oh, no. And I just I'm felt social anxiety. I know. I know. Well, my dad loved me, so it was okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, it sucked. And then I ate it because like, if I'm going to serve this shitty soup pie, like I have to. Yeah, you got to eat it. When I tell you I got sick. I was so sick from this pie. Like, turns out if you're allergic to something that blisters your hands, you probably shouldn't, like, eat it. Oh, no. It was a really bad night. And then on top of all of that, I was just up all night, deathly ill, and thinking about this shitty pie that I made. That pie haunts me to this day. That's such a sad story. (laughs) But also, I'm really glad you told me because I love rhubarb, and I probably eventually would have made something and just been like, Jess, I made this rhubarb thing. Oh. I would, I would love to eat it, but yeah. If you can make a rhubarb pie, though, props to you. I will eat it and just bear the consequences. No, you will not. <laughs> but yeah, rhubarb is watery. So I have made a lot of strawberry rhubarb crisps, but I've never made a pie. Oh, yeah. Well, if you can do those crisps, you can definitely execute a pie. It's, it's the handling of all the moisture that's so critical. I just need to suck it up, spend an afternoon learning how to make a pie crust appropriately, and then I would probably, I would probably make a lot of pies. I can help you with that. Okay, well, let's do it. Yeah, that sounds really fun. We should. Because that's the only part that I am like decent at at this point. I can make a pie crust. My mom said the two things that are an indicator of a technically capable cook are pie crust and gravy. And that's nice of your mom. I can't make either. <laughs> I have those, surprisingly. I don't even like gravy. Oh, I love gravy. And I do think that a good gravy is a skill. Yeah. I don't know where I learned to make gravy, but I do know how to make gravy. So I, we'll work on that too. Okay. We'll do a gravy pie. I mean, it is kind of gravy season. So. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, ugh, I guess we can tackle the signature bake. So, savory picnic pies. I liked this one. I'm always so fascinated by people's flavor combinations in savory pies. I feel like I don't love savory pies, but then a lot of these sounded really, really good oh, to yeah. me. Oh, like, yeah. I would eat a lot of them. Like, Spanakopita yeah. one. Tasha's sausage, apple, and cranberry. Oh, yeah. That sounded like Thanksgiving. Yes. Stuffing encased in pastry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought um, Christie's garlic and mushroom leek one also sounded really good. I thought that was so smart too in the way that she like made that creamy sauce. I mean, they talked about that, but yeah, you're, that sounded really good. And mushrooms can be really meaty mm-hmm. without being meat. They also absorb so much flavor. Yes. And leeks, if I may, I feel like are the superior onion flavor of all kind of oniony things. I like leeks most. So I, I really, really, I loved that. Um, Nikki did not do well with her pork and cheese. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. <laughs> also, Saku, she's, I don't know how Saku's still there, to be honest. I know. That one was really surprising to me because it feels like she has sort of like from the get-go, from the very beginning of that turtle cake, that they were just like, no, this is not good. I know. and. Maybe there's always someone who's just like slightly worse than her every time. But man, I feel like Saku is also equally surprised she's still there. (laughs) Yeah, her face when she didn't get eliminated. She's like, guess I'm coming back again. I need to step it up. Yeah. At least we have some treasures still. You know, I think Saku brings a lot of levity uh, to the tent. So at least we still have her. Very impressed with Maddie and Christy for attempting the lattice top on those mini pies. <gasps> Christy's and then her crying to Noel that like they weren't good. And I just was looking at that. I'm like, <laughs> I can tell sometimes like most of the time when somebody's crying, you're like, mm-hmm. Yep. 
Chrissy's crying, and I'm just like, why? I would be delighted if my pies looked like that. That was like some real technical finesse to do that. And like pie crust is not straightforward. And then when you start doing intricate things and then you're doing small things, that was really good. I think we learned something about Christy this week, which made me, I feel like it humanized her and made me like her more. But like when she was talking about how she can only practice the baking when her kids are asleep and how she doesn't have time for herself because, you know, maybe she's a stay-at-home mom and she feels like every bit of her time is for other people. Yeah. And so I kind of think that this baking is like one of the only things in her life that she's doing for her. And I think that as women, it's not unusual for us to kind of put so much pressure on ourselves yes. to be the best we can at the things that we, I don't know, find ourselves the most in. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that weird balance of like, I don't know. Like, I think that that's probably so much like with strength training with you and I, right? Absolutely. Like, we have these expectations that we should be a certain place and it's so loaded. And even though we get so much value out of it, it's also like this love-hate relationship of also having too much of our self-worth in this thing. Absolutely. And now, maybe that's that for Christy. I can absolutely see that. And I think that's a really valid point of view on this thing. Yeah. Then like, Sorry, I kind of took it to a No, time. you didn't. I think that's really on point. I'm glad you brought it up because like watching Christy cry, I was just like, oh. Yeah, like those are okay. Those look beautiful. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it was it was really shocking. And I think that that is really on point. Like it is hard to not have your worst tied up in that. And yeah, Christy is human and she's doing a really good job. Like I know we've kind of like said that she's maybe not the most interesting and that's fine because nobody owes us interesting. You get to do you. Yeah, you can be who you want. Like, but she's clearly very talented. Like, all of her stuff, her box last week in Chocolate Week was the most beautiful box. I think she's one of the cons the most consistent. Yeah. Like, I think she's either been middle of the pack or up upper tier. I think she really knows her lane. She's really good at knowing what she's good at, and she sticks with that, which I think that's a good tactic to take. Do what you know. Like, make those things perfect. And she's she's doing a very good job. It's interesting how many times we hear the bakers say, this has never happened before. This has never happened before. <laughs> and I'm going to equate this to weightlifting again, but it's kind of like, you know, you have your PR and maybe you're doing like some competition where you know you should be able to like lift a certain amount and you've done it. I don't know. Maybe you're lifting like 90%, right? And you're like, I've lifted 90% so many times. Like this is doable. And dude, some days just not doable. And I kind of think the same thing happens with baking. Like no matter how much you practice, there's always going to be a day where you don't have control of a certain thing and it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Especially in the time crunch that like there's so many factors out of their control. So yeah, it does inevitably happen, but it's also none of these bakers, even the ones who have gone home are bad bakers. They're all yeah. incredibly talented and have just not had their best days. And that's just sort of, and, and you're right, that is weightlifting to a T. And that's a really hard thing to like really internalize of like, you can do everything right, but ultimately sometimes things are just out of your control and it's not going to go the way you wanted it to. Yeah. And that's hard to watch. Like, especially if you've nailed it so many times, maybe in the privacy of your own home and now you're in the tent and it matters and, you know, everything goes to shit. Like, these bakers are handling these stressful moments with so much <laughs> poise and patience. I would be, I would be a mess. It would just be me crying and every other word, a swear word of like bleeped out. Like I, yeah, there's no grace. I don't, I also don't know how there is. <laughs> well, everyone's like so sweet and proper and I definitely would be putting my fists through like messed up bakes. <laughs> well, earlier today I went downstairs to change out laundry and so I was like, I heard you say, oh shit, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. And then I remembered that I broke my offset spatula <laughs> trying to get cookies out of a band that were a little too old. Like, I don't know. Stuff just flies out of my mouth, too, when it goes wrong. Like, yeah. I, How are there not more bleeps on this show? I don't know. I don't. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think there's a contract where they're like, this isn't a show that we bleep on? So no foul language? No foul language. I swear Noel wrote fuck once. <laughs> and they showed it. I don't know what season that was, but like. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. 
I mean, obviously there's dirty jokes and stuff that are hilarious. This season has sweet. been spicy yeah. with the dirty jokes. <laughs> yeah. Beavers and plums and balls and... There's a lot of innuendos, which is hilarious just because that's such a crazy juxtaposition for like how sweet and thoughtful and innocent the show seems. Um, but yeah, no swearing. I, I'd be a sailor up in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Um, technical? Yeah, technical. I didn't know how to write down the French name, so I just wrote basically what Dana made. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an onion potato pie yeah. and with a blue cheese <clears throat> gravy. Yes. I feel like... That sounds terrible, honestly. Do you like blue cheese? I do. I I like blue cheese in my salads as like a small way to kind of cut. But I feel like the way that that works is there's a lot of freshness from like the vegetables and the lettuce and things like that. So the blue cheese kind of adds like a creaminess to it. I'm with you. A blue cheese gravy on something like this, just absolutely not. I think it sounds decent without the gravy or the sauce, but that gravy sauce just Mm -mm. tipped me over the edge. (laughs) Also, yeah, I'm looking at how to say this, and I know they said it on the show, and I don't know how to pronounce it either. Um, But I also just feel like when you're cooking with potatoes, how did more people not taste their motherfucking potatoes? Like, you put that in your mouth, and you decide if the potatoes are done. That is true. I was ha- I had the same thought. Like, why aren't you guys tasting your potatoes? Yeah, it's not like the potatoes cooked in the pastry. You cooked the potatoes in a pot and then set them down. So, like, the amount of uncooked potatoes was wild to me. Yeah, that was wild. I agree. Okay, let's see if I... I'm going to give it a shot. I love it. Mostly Go. just for the comedic aspect. Dauphinois uh, Pithivia? Yeah, we'll take it. Nice. <laughs> Like, I just don't even want to sound dumber than I normally do. So <laughs> I, I'm used to it. Uh, yeah. This one, I, I was not excited about this, but I'm really happy for Dana coming in second. Yeah, it was interesting to see. It seemed like a confusing point for the bakers was when to include the grated butter. Like, people were laminating. Some people weren't. Oh, that was that really was- interesting. So funny to me. Um, we had to rewind like three times because Saul kept telling me that people grated their cheese into their dough and they didn't, but that's what he was saying. But what he meant to say was, was that butter. they added all the butter to their dough and didn't laminate it. I watched that scene a lot. Yeah, you guys, Rough Puff, what are we doing? How did that, if they cut it in and that makes a biscuit? Yeah, I was wondering why. I don't know, like, I'm not a seasoned baker, but even I was kind of confused the people that were cutting it in, because I understand the laminating process of being, like, dough, butter, dough, butter, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess their, you know, their pie still came out. I, I mean, kinda, I would not be sad to eat a biscuit on top of potatoes. Yeah, me neither. I was, I was kind of surprised that Paul and Prue didn't talk more about the technical of the flakiness of the crust. It was kind of like, oh, this has good flavor and it's flaky. But they, Paul wasn't like breaking things down and calling people out on that. Yeah, it is always. I wonder if they just, because it would, yeah, I, the logistics of the show, do they just have like three or four main talking points that they want to cover and otherwise like, yeah, I was really surprised by that too. I'm like, how, is, how, are, how are people not getting shamed for this? I loved Rowan looking over at Christie's <clears throat> pie and being like, it looks like she's trained for 70 years in France. <laughs> in Cordon Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a pile of potatoes and her just is perfectly organized in I know that circle. was so funny when she was like stacking those and he's just like plopping his down in the middle. Like my guy, at least like, yeah. Come on, Rowan. <laughs> but also I kind of respect that because sometimes when you're like, that's comfort food, right? Like does it really need to be like beautifully layered potatoes. That just seems like an awful lot of work. Well, if it was cooked open, I can see taking the time to perfectly, you know, round, make that potato pattern. But it has a crust. You can't see what the filling looks like. Yeah, until you cut into it, I guess. Then you've got a nice stacked wall of potatoes. But honestly, I'd plop it in, smooth it out so that it's even, 
Same. That's how I would do that. That makes the most sense to me. Christy stacking those potatoes, but it paid off for her. So what does she get in the technical? She came in fifth. Okay. So like, I feel like middle is always, I mean, it didn't really pay off that well. Fifth is still fifth, but I don't know. And then Nikki, it does poorly again because hers is flat like a Frisbee. (laughs) Oof. What does she keep saying? I wrote it down. Oh, this is a bag of pants. (laughs) I love that. Oh, she's gone. Um, so we had Tasha in third. Yep. Dana in second and Dan in first. Yeah. Dan's was perfect in every way. Yeah. Ugh, I don't want Dan to win this season just because he's bored. I know. I feel like he is really talented, but he, there's just like not a lot of substance to him. Well, I'm still kind of bitter that like he slid through bread week. Yeah, he should not have with that pizza word Ugh. showstopper. <laughs> An insult to pizza. Yeah, that was. So, and it was also not cooked. Yeah, it wasn't cooked. It wasn't good. He also didn't do good on the other two. I really I don't did. know how he. That was when Abby went home. I know. Justice for Abby. Justice for Abby. Um, any more thoughts on tech, the technical? I guess if I had any parting words of wisdom for anybody who wants to try and make this. Taste your potatoes. Like, make sure those suckers are cooked. Because I just don't think, yeah, I don't think potatoes, they might cook a little more in the oven, but, like, not enough that if they're raw. Yeah, not enough. (laughs) In your pan, they're not going to cook through. uh, Well, how long were they baking those pies? It wasn't very long. No, because all you're doing, with the filling already cooked, you're just trying to get a brown on the crust. So probably, like, 20 minutes. At most. Yeah, because Dan put his in, I think, at 30 minutes left. Yeah, I mean, and it might be as upwards of 30. I guess it depends on, like, the thickness of your crust. But, like, ultimately, that's just not enough time for the potatoes to, like, really, they'll heat through, but they're not going to, like, start cooking. Yeah, because they're stacked inside that crust. It'd be different if the thin layers of potatoes were, like, spread out on a sheet. But, yeah, they're, but- they're just, like, cooking in this massive pile. Yeah, there's no way. So, anyway. Taste your food. It's helpful. I actually took that. I hadn't even thought to do that when I was baking. To like taste batter and salt that to taste or like season that to to taste. I took that from you last week and made some spice sugar cookies and that was very fun. So thanks for that. I heard those turned out really lovely. They did. Thanks to you and that good idea. (laughs) I'm just... You know, I also just enjoy eating. I was going to say, now I have an excuse to like just pound cookie dough. Yeah. Love that. Um, I don't have anything else on the, the technical. Okay. Yeah. So our showstopper. Uh, pies. <laughs> Decorative sweet pies. And this entailed having three ornate pies and they needed to be made out of a rich sweet pastry This is kind of like nightmare level stuff for me. This this seemed like a really hard challenge. It but did. maybe not. And <clears throat> I just want to say that I think Josh deserve even I think Josh is probably one of the most boring people on this season, but his um pies were so beautiful and he got such a glowing review from Paul and Prue. I don't know how he didn't get a handshake. Yeah, that was wild because the, it it came together really well. Like that was one of the most cohesive ideas. Yeah, it was so stunningly beautiful. And then when they had like nothing critical to say about his pies, I was like, how are, how are, how is he not getting a handshake right now? Yeah. Justice for Josh. <laughs> what is up with this season? I don't know. I, and it was cute how he was connecting the story to his grandma that he used to bake with after school. Like these little things make me more invested in these people, right? Yeah, and it, it's it's sweet that he did it for his grandma. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to think of who else. I thought Tasha's um, apricot and ricotta pie sounded really good. Yeah. I love how she called her pecan pie um, an American pecan pie because it had whiskey in it. I thought that was cute. It is always so fascinating to me the way that they talk about like American flavored things. And it's a reminder that like, oh, yeah, that 
probably is kind of an American thing. Yeah, because we have like no periphery into that. Mm -mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I liked Dana's pie. I thought she did a really good job. Oh, with, like, the mold wine and apple oh, one? Yes. That sounded good. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I am not a Frangipan person. <gasps> You're not? No. Uh, Almonds I, mess with my stomach, so I can't really eat them. And Frangipan, I could just like put it in a piping bag with a round tube and just like go into my mouth with it. Jess is gesturing how this would work. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't like amaretto. I don't like <laughs> fake almond flavor. I don't like I any of that. I did not know this. Yeah. I, that's Damn, the, dude. I put that in my sugar cookies. You probably just are like not eating my sugar cookies <laughs> on the sly. I won't do that again. Um, that's wild. I had no idea. I That's probably like second flavor to banana for me. Fake banana. Yeah. I'm not a fake almond person. I mean, like I'll eat it, but I it's not something I seek out. You know? That's fair. That's really fair. I, well, good to know. I didn't even know that's what frangipan was. I, I had to like Google what frangipan was and I was like, oh, that's the fake almond stuff. And I mean, unless it's made out of almonds. It, I just associate it with like it's actually, the almond flavoring in an amaretto. No. Frangipan, I've made it oh, accidentally it? completely from scratch. I didn't realize that there was ways around this. So you blanch the almonds, you blend them up and you... Mix in, I believe, like sugar and butter into it as well. So it's ground almonds, sugar, okay, and so butter. It is almonds. It, yeah, it is almonds, but it doesn't. You could add almond flavor to it, but I think if you do all the steps correctly, the almond comes through really nice without the excessive almond flavoring. And so it's just sort of like a sweet almond. Um, it's not quite a pastry, and it's not a cream. I don't know. It's a weird. I also don't love the texture. See, yeah, I can see that. I'm a fan of the texture. I make a a fig frangipan tart, and I love the almond texture with the crunchiness of the crust and then the chewiness of the figs. That really does it for me texturally. But I can see if you don't like it, you really wouldn't like it. It's interesting because I love almonds, and for some reason, I don't really associate the flavor of almonds with frangipan. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, so many people did frangipan pies. I was really surprised by that too. I would use frangipan more if I could eat it, but I think it's delicious. So I was excited to see that. But um, who else? Who else? I loved Rowan's decorations a lot, even though they didn't pan out. I thought he did a really good <laughs> I thought job. He, yeah, he was very creative. Yeah. Um, Saku's was also really fun to me. Her like pie chart. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. That's so clever and fun. That was cute. I'm trying to think of <clears throat> um, who else had a really pretty one. <laughs> oh, I thought Nikki's was pretty. I was gonna say Nikki's was actually really beautiful. Yeah, but like, I guess it was dry, dry. But I, I was very impressed with her presentation. Nikki's always had a really good ability to decorate. She's, I think she's on it. This was a was this. It was either this one or the savory pies where they tried it and she, they were describing it and they're like, she's like, it's terrible. <laughs> so she was like, just like melting, watching them try it and oh, hate it. Yeah, that's a brutal spot to be in. Yeah. Like, man. Man. Uh, I don't know if I've got anything... It was pretty brutal watching them eat Rowan's, though, and Paul just, like, mashing up the soupy insides. I w that was hard to watch. Paul just needs to back off a little bit. Like, Rowan knows. We can all see. We don't need you, like... I feel like, like he especially does that. We talked about this last week, but I feel like he, like, has something out for Rowan. Me too. Like, man, this guy is not threatening your mojo at all, Paul. Like, don't worry. You guys are not in the same dating pool. Like, what, what are you doing? I don't I don't understand this aggression towards Rowan. I feel like he's the least threatening person in the room. <laughs> yeah. Go square off with Maddie. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Paul just asserts his dominance over like the weakest people. <laughs> yeah. Just to really. Because he's intimidated by everyone else, but he's still acting from like an insecure place. I could see that. Yeah. That's that's our story and we're sticking to it. <laughs> um. I was pretty excited for Christy to win. 
I was star baker. This week, I think really showcased her talent. And like you talked about earlier, where she's coming from and the fact that she's doing this late at night when her kids go to bed and like she's this good. Yeah. I I had a feeling she was going to win it when they opened up with her being like, it'd be lovely if I got star baker. Um, because I feel like that's uh, it's, it's the nod that she's going to be close or she's going to get it. Right. Yeah. Um, Josh has won Star Baker before, though, right? He's got his moment in the sun. Has Josh won Star Baker? Because we had, who won the first week? Was it Abby or Dan? Uh, I don't know. I think it was Abby or Dan. And then the, we had Tasha, Tasha. And then last week we had Maddie. No, Josh hasn't won one. Josh hasn't won one. Right? Aren't we on week five? Yes. Yeah. So Josh hasn't won Star Baker. He was close, though. He, he's he been, I would like to see him get towards the end because he's been another person, I think, that's been really consistent. Even if he is I want also, Dana to like kick, I want Dana and Maddie to kick it up and do better. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> for us. Let's go. I mean, I love Tasha, but I feel like Dana and Maddie are, I mean, Maddie has one star breaker, but I feel like they're kind of like middle of the pack that's and I want them to level up. <laughs> Me too. I think they're a lot of fun. I really like Dana's demeanor about all things. She's just <laughs> so chill. She is. She's. I want to drink wine with Dana. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and go shopping. Yeah. I tried to Google where she gets her sweaters and I don't know. Yeah. I just want to be her friend. I know. Yeah. She bakes really good food. She seems really fun. She's got great fashion. She is. I also would love to drink with Nikki because she seems like a hoot. Oh, I agree with that completely. Nikki is really funny. Her and her husband taking the Pilates class really made me laugh. That's so cute. <laughs> she looks so different without her glasses on. Yeah. I, her glasses are so fun. It's definitely like a part of her personality. It makes me miss wearing glasses just a little bit. Yeah. she. It's such a fashion moment for her. Yeah. It works really well. Um, anything, then, anything else on? No. I was really sad that we lost Rowan and Nikki. I knew that was coming. Like, that was no surprise to me at all. I know. But it was still really hard. I messaged Jess, and I was like, I don't even want to watch the rest of the season because they were the two most interesting people on this season. Yeah. I I think we just kind of had a rough week. (laughs) I think. What are we going to do without Rowan's sad one-liners? Oh. I don't know. That is really too bad. Rowan should start a YouTube baking channel. I 1,000% would watch that. I want, so one of the fun things they do in Big Brother is they will have like all-star seasons. Has there not been an all-star Great British Bake Off? I guess they do like holiday specials where yeah, they, bring they bring people in. Bring in but but like, like I want a full season of like Britain's favorite bakers, <gasps> but also maybe America's favorite bakers. Like let us put our input in too. And I want to see Rowan back yeah. with more confidence. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. Right? Yeah, that'd be epic. Yeah, I need that to happen. Why haven't they done that yet? But th- there's so many great people they could bring back. That's kind of the point. You could uh. bring back 12 people. We're on season 14. So theoretically, you could have one person almost from every season. Well, Project Runway just did that on the most recent season. It was season 20. And there is a um, Project Runway All-Stars. But this was just Project Runway. And they brought back people people from season one through 20, basically. And it was such a fun season to watch because one, you knew how talented everyone was that came back. So the fashion was incredible. But two, it was also so interesting to see, you know, people from the beginning to where we are now because the show has changed so much since like Heidi and Tim were there and now it's on Bravo. Um, I don't know. I just loved it. They should totally do that. Well, I think it could be really fun too because... Yeah, people know sort of the structure of the show at that point so they can come back and not be bamboozled by the ins and outs or just like the fear of your first time doing all of these yeah. things. Like to see a lot, I think a lot of people would come back with a lot more confidence than they had the first time around. And like I said earlier, I really believe all of these people are so talented. Even if we don't see their talent to get this far, to do the things they're doing under pressure, they are so, so talented. So Amen. I think it could be really fun to set them up to like really succeed and see who comes out on top. So I don't know. That's that's what I would like to see. Fingers crossed. That We're be- putting that into the universe. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe. Maybe we just need to DM Noel about it. 
on it. <laughs> also want to be friends with him. Yeah, his fashion, also epic. Um, I don't really have much else for Great British Bake Off. Do you? No. We do have to tell you guys that we failed at watching Golden Bachelor this week. And it isn't because we aren't going to keep watching. I feel like episode three saved it for us. And I I plan on continuing Same. on Gary's journey. Yeah. I've just been bogged down by some work-related things this week that's taken up, unfortunately, like a lot of my time outside of work. So Same. <laughs> so, but don't you worry. We prioritize paradise because <gasps> we love a mess. Paradise. <laughs> Okay. Paradise. Let's just, before we get into it, I want to kind of recap where we're at with the couples so we don't forget any of the storylines. Okay, yeah. So we have the obvious triangle between Kat, Davia, Tanner, because Davia came down on the beach and took Tanner on a date on Kat's birthday. Ugh. We now have the Brayden and Rachel. Love that for them. We still have Blake and Jess, which is kind of imploding. Absolutely, it is. We have Avon and Kylie, Kylie, who are boring because they're just there and they're just happy to be together, which I, I haven't really seen much like chemistry or interaction with them. So I'm like, are you guys really in love? Like, if someone came down and pulled you, would you not go? I'm kind of interested in that. Kylie seems into everybody. Yeah. No, then but Kylie gets to be. That's not a slight. But yeah, I'm surprised. But I guess Avon is her jam. Then we have Olivia and John Henry, which I think... They're cute together, but I don't know if they're going to last. Um, Sam, the Canadian girl, gave her rose to Pilot Pete, which I think she's, so thus far, very entertaining to watch. But I am sus about her choice with Peter because I don't like him. Uh, she's older, so, and by older, yeah. I mean she's still younger she's than She's 34. Me. <laughs> I know. Awesome. Love that energy. Okay. We can, can we start there? Is there anyone else? Mercedes and Tyler. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them because that was boring. <laughs> Word. I think that's it. Uh, I love Sam coming down and just infantilizing the shit out, out of, of Sean. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and he was trying so hard to just let it roll off his back. And she absolutely was not going to give it up. Well, I was like, laughing. I was dying. I was like, this is this is what I'm here for. I needed that. I did, too. Like. Bye, Sean. We don't want to watch you anymore. And yeah. no, you're not going to talk this 34-old woman into giving her rose to you. <laughs> yeah. She's smarter than that. Bye. Also great that they, I was so worried. I had read somewhere on Reddit that, like, there was a strong possibility the producers were going to give Aaron S. like a sympathy rose. Oh, because Sam left? Yeah. And I was like, the fuck they are. If they do, I will riot. I need Aaron S. gone and he is gone. They kind oh. of did leave us believing that could happen because when Sam was leaving with her suitcase, she they showed her with a rose. And I was wondering if that was going to be relevant at all. But he went home. So. Hi. Um, yeah. Her choosing, though, Sam choosing Pete. I still don't like that guy. Oh, Aaron and Eliza. I forgot about that. Oh, Aaron them. and Eliza. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I don't like Pete either. I think she picked him just because he he was, well, I don't know. I guess Aaron S. was older too. I think she was looking just for like a more mature guy. Yeah. Which to me, I was like, really? Pilot Pete? The guy who was like well, dancing she, awkwardly? Well, she wasn't here for that, so yeah, you can't really true. hold it against her. But I, hopefully she someone comes down that is a better option for her. Yeah, I agree because I want her to stay. Um, I can we talk about the truth and dare just because like that's really yeah. heavy on my mind. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm like trying also, to piece this episode why has this together. not happened on other paradise seasons? Yeah, that was wild. Um, I do not think John Henry is into Olivia. I I'm kind of getting that vibe too. And I could not watch her. I can't even say it. Like his fingers sucking on his fingers. <laughs> Wait, why couldn't you? Is that gross you out? Um, no, it doesn't gross me out. But like his response to it just read so uncomfortable to me. Oh, okay. And she I understand was like now. super hot and bothered, and he was like just bothered. You were like in. You were absorbing her awkwardness. Yes, and okay. I just felt like she did not read the room. <laughs> 
I I don't know. That was a moment where she should have gone after like I don't know Brayden or somebody else just for fun to like a, the levity thing. Yeah. But instead, because he made out with Mercedes, it was sort of an attempt to like lure him back, and it didn't work. That is fair. And it just it made me sad for her. Awkward for John Henry. I I don't know. I could not be in his position and have somebody lick my fingers if I was not like really, really into them. I would just like poke their eye and be done. I think that's valid. So I did not like that, but I was surprised that he chose Mercedes. I was too. I was like, like what is we this? need to do more of this. Let's mix it up. Like I want to know who's like hot and bothered for someone else who hasn't like spilled that tea yet. Totally. Well, Brayden giving Jess yeah. a lap dance. That was amazing. I know. I loved that. that. They do not make sense at all, which made it way more fun to watch. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Like, rather than just sort of go, like, give us good TV. Brayden is delivering. Yeah. I, I love the truth or dare thing. Um, I loved how it got people kind of like out of their comfort zone and getting freaky. Uh, I, I definitely think they're doing little things this season to make it a little bit more like Love Island. Yeah. Like the truth or dare thing and the bonfire thing. And I think that's a smart move because they don't always have good content just having these people chill on a beach. Well, especially like looking at what happened with Blake and Jess. Like was anything different going to happen there if there wasn't a moment for Jess to like say what she needed to say? Yeah. And let's talk about that because I just want to say that I really admire the way Blake like approached that conversation. Um, And while I understand why Jess was feeling what she felt, I also didn't necessarily think it was fair. I don't know. That was like a tricky conversation. Oh, for sure. I think that is a representation though of like how young Jess is. There's a nine year difference between her and Blake. Okay. Yeah. And like that shows Blake is clearly in a space to like be comfortable to have the hard conversation and Jess is still probably in that phase of like don't stir the pot yeah, don't like, make anybody mad carefully tiptoe I around want you it to like me yeah and it's like no likability is not a factor here like speak up for yourself and so it's definitely on her to have done that and I feel for Blake that she didn't but also my guy why are you going for somebody in their like early to mid 20s Pick somebody more mature then if like that's really what you're looking for. So Blake did handle it well. Sympathetic to Jess, but Jess also needs to like get it together and just start speaking up for what she wants. But also like when she voiced like, you know, I haven't been doing things for me. It's like you need to sit with that. Like that's on you. On you. Like right. learn from that. Grow from that. Yes. <laughs> like don't prote- don't live your life protecting other people's feelings. Yeah, because you're not. Blake is probably a million times more hurt that he found out in this weird roundabout way that she felt this way than had she just like at some point been honest about that. Of like, hey, if people come down, how do you feel about me going on dates? Yeah. Have that conversation. That's a perfectly fair conversation to have in a place like paradise. Totally. Um, I thought they were cute together just because I like both of them individually. But I think this conversation did show... Um, a big maturity gap and it'll be interesting to see you know now that she has this wind in her sails like <laughs> is she gonna go talk to Tanner is she gonna go talk to Tyler like oh yeah. I don't know I hope she's I hope she does something for Jess and I hope Blake like goes out of his way to meet someone else yeah I want a Jess mess I think that'll be fun but I don't know if it's I'm glad happen. Sean wasn't that mess oh yeah but I do want a Jess mess I am proud like of Jess. Explosions. We can give her that credit of like, she, she is willing to do some things that are hard. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not an easy conversation. Ugh, John. <laughs> um, I felt pretty bad for Kat and her birthday. Okay, there's so many pieces to this. Oh, for like, sure. On the one hand, like, do I feel bad for Kat that Tanner went out with someone else? No. Do I feel bad that it was on her birthday? A thousand percent. Yeah, that's more it. Like, bad timing. Yeah. But I think Sam, was it Sam, the Sam, not 2.0, but Canadian Sam, um, was kind of like, it's just really bad timing. And, and like, that really is the crux of it. And like, it sucks and we can still shit on Tanner, but like, also Tanner's not wrong to like go on dates. 
let's just acknowledge that the producers are seeing, hey, Kat is reacting to things. Kat is like, she is drama. She is explosive. She is willing to get messy. And so the producers are like, let's create this perfect storm and light Kat's life up on fire and well, it's going to be explosive and make good television. Exactly. Because the producers do ask cast when they're coming. Yeah. Like, who are you hoping to see? And I guarantee you, Davia was on Tanner's list and they're like, Oh, it's Kat's birthday. Hmm. Yeah. Also, Kat made the point that like they cut in the eye roll when oh. Davia came down the stairs. And if you do watch it, I had to go watch it again. Her hair is different. Oh, the eye roll was a completely different situation. And then when she gets up to hug Davia, her hair is like braided oh. and back. Oh. See? <clears throat> Gotta pay attention. And I do think Nick Vial talks about this. And this is um, I thought some of his most interesting insight was they can edit you however they want. And if you don't pay attention, they can like franken bit things together. They can take things out of context. There was another podcast I listened to, like I think it's cultish. They brought on Kendall Long and talked to her about like the contract you have to sign. And it basically says they, you're signing away your right and they can edit you however they want. And so it's also, I think, worth remembering like, yeah, they can, producers can stir the pot and also just clip stuff together. Yep. And it's not to say Kat isn't a mess or that she's not kind of like going off in times where like maybe she should sit down and be calm, but also like. Producers are riding <laughs> that wave and then they're like, how do we make the wave bigger? Absolutely. So it's unfortunate, but also like this is the beach. This is what it is. <laughs> I was telling Jess off the mic, I was like, I hope Tanner gets as much shit as everyone has given Kat for like going out with Tanner after leading on Brayden. I just. But nobody is. They're like, this is what Kat deserved. And it's like, but she didn't. <laughs> yeah, like two wrongs don't make a right. Like you, if you're going to throw shade or smoke at someone, you, you need to hold the next person to the same accountability. I don't know. No, it's very bro-centered this year on the beach. Yeah. Oh, poor boys. Oh, you're having your hearts broken. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, but what is... I feel like th that is very much the tone of this season. And I thought it would... Yeah, like, don't fucking tell me that every one of these guys had every intention of being engaged by the end of this. Like, no, they know that they want a vacation on the beach, all expenses paid, to hang out with the guys. Like, this is not, they're not heartbroken. They're fine. I will say, I loved that Kat beat the shit out of that pinata. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, some, some <coughs> well-directed rage. Yeah, rage practice. Kat, that is healthy. There's no shame in that. Like, you're upset? Yes, go... Like, go ham on a pinata. I personally have done a similar thing. So, you know, handle your rage in a healthy way. And if that's beating the shit out of a pinata, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I was really excited for Kat to uh, get that opportunity. Yeah. I also, um, not last year, but the year before, Mari throwing the cake in the fire. Oh, yeah. Another really good cathartic moment of just like, Fuck it. Dude, let it out. Yeah. I mean, I would rather see Kat beat the shit out of an pinata than have her take that rage and make herself like, I don't know, say something stupid or, or do something explosive that's like more of a reflection on her character than just being like, I'm upset and I'm going to beat a pinata. Because you can absolutely be upset by the circumstances <laughs> yeah. and what Tanner did and it's your birthday and fuck this show and the producers yeah. and everything else. <laughs> But, like, also, it probably wouldn't have been fair to, like, it's not gonna scream at Tanner for this because Tanner is playing along with the show and doing this. Is it bad for him? Yeah. Is it worth him being screamed at? Probably not. So, like, yeah. Take it out on the pinata. Yeah. She's well within her rights to be upset about this. Don't make yourself look worse by, like, exploding at someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else happened? I'm trying to remember. Davia is stunning. Oh, yeah. No. Very stunning. And so sh whose season was she on? She was on Zach. Oh, it was Zach. Yeah. She was the one who sat there with the flamingos, I think, at the <gasps> end. And oh. had like a really fun interaction with the flamingos. Okay. She also had – I love it. You guys, I love it when women show up with their real hair. So in the – in Zach's season, she had like extensions in and had very long, luxurious hair. And when she came down on the beach, it was just obviously her natural Oh, hair. I love her hair. Me too. The she looks hair? so stunning. Like, yeah. Ah, yes. All of these women 
are so intimidatingly beautiful. Yeah, it does make me laugh when they're all like, oh, Davia, I'm like, have you looked at yourselves lately? I do understand, though, like if you've been living on the beach for two weeks and you're like, I've kind of given up at this point. Yeah, she, she looks fresh AF. So I do understand the juxtaposition of like, fuck you. <laughs> on this note, Rachel and Brayden's date. Rachel is so drop dead gorgeous. I oh, cannot yeah. even. I'm like, how are you? Ha- you have green paint on your teeth all over your face. And somehow, somehow you look more beautiful. Okay, I'm going to say this. I, You know that I used to like not be a Rachel fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still stand by a lot of that. But I'm going to say that whatever Brayden is bringing out of Rachel, like I'm a thousand percent here for this Rachel. This like fun Rachel, messy Rachel, like not caring as much about what people think Rachel. Well, she even admitted she was like, I've been so serious and I don't know why I'm doing that. And I like I loved that moment of like realness, that awareness from her of like, oh, I need to just like chill a little bit. And yeah, she's able to just have fun with Brayden. Yeah, I don't like who knows if Rachel and Brayden end up together. But this this like little uh, serendipitous moment of them on Paradise has been such a bright spot for me personally. <laughs> it's kind of like Shanae and Genevieve. Yes. Like coming together and giving us this little what friendship. We, yeah. And like for them, I, I, you know, they're both two very attractive people. And very strong personalities. Yeah. So like it, it has been really fun to see them play so well together and like just really lean into it. I hope that they, Brayden did post something. This is not a spoiler, but just like, has been posting about dates that he went on with Rachel on Paradise. So I think it probably, like, even if it doesn't work out, they're at least amicable or amenable. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're amicable. You're amicable. right. They're good. <clears throat> um, Brayden's little candy wrap at the end was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. <gasps> I missed the candy wrap. Oh, you need to go back and watch it. He does, like, a little recap of their date in the pinata costume. And I, I just thought it was really good. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Maybe I did see it. I'll be honest. I watch a little more passively sometimes. Oh, well, that's because, what we can do now because yeah. we're not taking notes. I take notes on Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I watch so intently. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Paradise, though, pure fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I do, like, next week it shows that Kat seems <laughs> to maybe pivot and start working on John Henry. Because Tanner must be like Team Davia. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe she's just like, you burned me too much. I'm out. I kind of really would love Kat to have her moment to just be like, no, bye. I mean, I do hope that happens. I hope it's not Tanner being like, well, I'm more interested in her. I, bo- I, ho- I hope Kat's like, I'm better than this. I don't need you. Yeah. Um, that would be really fun. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Oh, I had something that I wanted to talk about. Oh. Jamie messaged us about being disappointed that Jesse Palmer is uh, hosting <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. But Wait, why was she disappointed? Because he's boring. Oh. Well, I, I kind of feel like we need Jesse to like center this whole thing. But I will be honest, it was really a wild time. Was it last season where we got like so many different hosts? And oh, David, David Spade. Spade. Yeah, that was was so funny because I think he came in and just he really talked himself up and just like talked down a little bit to the rest of the cast. And it was so comedically well done. I loved it. And yeah, Jesse Palmer in comparison is kind of boring, but like. Also, I like Jesse Palmer so much more than Chris Harrison that I'm kind of just like. You're just happy it's him and not Chris Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think we've seen more of Jesse's personality come out in Golden Bachelor. Like his reactions to things in the competitions are really hilarious to me. I Here's my thing. Is Jesse Palmer doing much for the show? No. Is he like a blank canvas that the show can like do funny things with every once in a while? Yeah. You well, know, I just have to encourage everybody. Jamie, maybe this is for you. Uh, he is so good on the holiday baking championship. His dad jokes are very funny. Um, they're not funny. 
but he he handles it. He takes it in stride. Like he is somebody that you just kind of feel like you could be around comfortably. And I like that. And I feel like he probably is a pretty good presence for these people on the beach. Like it's all stressful. I mean, Jess and I have talked a lot about how we think um, the Bachelorette should be hosted by a woman. Um, I thought that the Tasha and Kaylin thing was entertaining because I think it did bring in this like opportunity for the leads to have a female friendship and talk with them more realistically about yeah, relationships. Yeah, what's Jesse going to do? Go sit in the bathroom and cry with Katie? Like- yeah, like that. I mean, so there is a gap there and I totally agree. Yeah, and it would- honestly, <laughs> if this season wasn't so messy and interesting, I would probably be like more aware of how boring Jesse is. But I'm just so enamored with this season. And like, yes, let's bring more people down. Let's keep the mess going. Like, it's been so nice that we haven't had very many stable couples. Because last year we had quite a few stable couples. Like, yeah, it was a snooze fest. And Julia has said this on her podcast that she thinks once you pair off that you should leave. Ooh. And I actually like that. It's like, okay, you just want to be together. Then maybe they get like sent to like a different resort or hotel or something. Where people don't keep coming in. Yeah. And I understand like that's part of the messiness. It's like every once in a while a stable couple will. Yeah. But how often I, mm, I have feelings on this. I think there are a lot of guys on this show that just go to have a really good time. And oh, I think sure. that's what happened last year. So I kind of also love this idea of like really holding everybody's feet to the fire and being like, okay, you're serious? Bye. Yeah. I think that that would make the show more interesting for sure. Yeah. I think we could gamify paradise. I also think there should just be more competitions in paradise. Yes. Like win a date. Compete. (gasps) Winning a date would be awesome. Yeah. Win a date card. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. I don't know. You could have so many ridiculous competitions too. Like they could be physical. They could be just like random whoever, like stuff that you have to pay attention to, like what people were wearing the first day or something. I don't know. There's so many fun things that they could do that would make it really a lot more entertaining and really like show how invested people are in their love interests. Like if the (laughs) women have the roses, it could be just a women competition that week. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. Who do you want to take out on a date to see if you have a connection with them before you give out your rose? Yeah. I don't know. Paradise could improve in a lot of ways. Um, it really could. I mean, it's still lovely, but. I do think that the, the truth or dare, the bonfire, um, they're doing little things that are bringing more energy and mixing it up a little bit more. Yeah, the pot stirring is fun. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the right direction. Um, but. Yeah, I guess my, I'm just going to say I prefer Jesse Palmer to Chris Harrison. <laughs> Thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> One white man over another. <laughs> it's true. Maybe we can get David Spade back. <laughs> At least he's Canadian and speaks French. I love David Spade. Like, if we could just have David Spade, Spade host yes, Paradise, I'm like, that why was that hilarious. not a contractable thing? Like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. That was so good. And I think David Spade mm-hmm. would actually love that job. <laughs> Yeah, because you get to just, I mean, he is so funny. And to just be in a position of making fun of all of these kids coming down into the beach, please. Like, they all need to be knocked down a few pegs. Jess and I have also talked about how whoever the host is, like, what if they had a more integral role to, like, actually talking through some of the relationship points? Like, talk, like, I don't know who or what that is, but. The host role is so benign. Yeah, it is. It is such a weird thing. It's like you're just sort of there to keep things moving. But like, why couldn't that all be done off camera? Yeah. Or like, how else could they provide value or perspective? You know? But I think hiring Tasha or Caitlin or Nick, I don't know. There are a lot of past personalities on this show. Hannah clearly wants to come down. Like, I think that there's a lot of people that could come in and would be far more interesting than just like a sports newscaster who got put in this role that would like make the show more interesting, a lot more engaging and better for leads, especially in like Bachelor, Bachelorette. I'm really bummed the show or the franchise Burn the Bridge with Rachel Lindsay because I was oh, telling Jess how yes. Rachel Lindsay recaps a lot of stuff for The Ringer um, for Bravo, and she is delightful to listen to. And her love of reality television mm-hmm. coupled with her intelligence, coupled with the fact that she's like a badass black woman, like let's bring that energy into the show. You know what I mean? 
Hell yeah. That would be so fun. But yeah, she's she's done with this shit. Because she would also just like call out the tea. And I don't know. I just find her a delightful human yeah. being in every aspect. I would love that. It would be it would be fun to just have a, a more engaging host all around. Yeah. I think that could that could help. I don't know why they didn't like Wells host. Instead, he has to bartend. I mean, Wells has made me mad. I'm not saying that Wells is like. Yeah, but Wells is at least interesting. He's a funny guy. I wish they did more. I mean, I know with some Paradise seasons, they've gone too far with Wells where it's like he has too much of a storyline. But every once in a while when they do Wells to do like a puppet show or like a funny bit, I really appreciate the <laughs> just a little effort to like do something random and stupid. Yeah. You didn't watch the Scallop Fingers season, did you? No. There was an inside joke about this girl who was eating scallops in that was like she was eating it like from a to-go box in a vehicle with a bunch of the women. And they're like, who just eats scallops with their fingers like in a moving car? <laughs> and Wells had this whole bit about scallop fingers. <laughs> uh, we, I, I'm going to find it. Season post, it is. Yeah. I'm going to find it and post a clip of it on our Instagram. <laughs> Please do. All right. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Um, I'll definitely watch. Golden Bachelor, be ready to talk about that next week. Big Brother finale next week. Yeah, if anybody's watching Big Brother, let us know. We want to talk about it. I don't know. Maybe we should. I don't know. We can we can maybe do like a a re, like a, a a debrief of the season, that like could be what fun. We, what we thought of it, because it's too much to like really. We couldn't podcast three times a week no, no, or no, every day. So, but maybe just like end end of season thoughts. There's a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Be a nice long bonus episode. Yeah, like get your popcorn. <laughs> we have a lot to say about it. A oh, lot. I have something I was going to add. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to it. I didn't finish it, but I did start listening to Um. So Tom Sandoval has a podcast and he <gasps> oh, had on yeah. like a psychologist or a doctor. Mm. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it? No. Ugh, yeah. I was worried about that. No. Okay. Yeah. That's the letdown. Not surprised. Tom's not going to bring somebody on his podcast that like actually could call him out or like have. I will say like the I don't know. First of all, I think it's kind of gimmicky to like have a psychiatrist or doctor come on and just like in one interview, like he starts going through, you know, some blips in um, Tom's childhood and trying to connect some of those things and while I do understand the validity of like childhood experiences and stuff I just think that this is like such a watered down version of what that needs to be yeah so like for I think that that's like not really <clears throat> I don't know I was just not impressed and then the only things I'll say is supposedly Tom test took this narcissist test and he's like not a narcissist but the guy did comment that he scored highly in vanity which is <laughs> Not surprising. Shocking. And um, also he did call out on Tom on having like like patterns of immaturity and codependency. So there were things that I was like, okay. Um, But I will say like all in all the tone of the podcast and just like how this guy was kind of like, oh, this was the thing I wanted to bring up. So this guy hasn't watched the show. He also like didn't watch the latest season he didn't watch the reunion and like I had the same issue with Bethany's podcast um of Rachel being on Bethany's podcast but basically these people are conducting these interviews without actually knowing what the audience is responding to right does that make sense and so it, it is in Tom and Rachel's favor to have these like um limited bias approaches when it's like, I want to see someone interview Tom that's like been in the shit and is going to like hold him accountable and ask him hard questions based on what we have watched. Yeah, I agree. I I find those softball kind of uh, episodes just pointless. I'm yeah. sorry. Like this isn't, you're not getting to the heart of anything. You're not really getting to the meat of anything. And unless Tom or Rachel really wanted to come forward and take genuine ownership like I just don't need it also I is that how you test for narcissism (laughs) like do you just take a test because it's not if you're a narcissist or not it's if you have narcissistic tendencies ah okay like I think it might be a little harder to diagnose that but also 
if Tom knows that that's kind of the test that he's taking, like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of aware of the questions that I'm being asked. Like, I am going to slant this I thing. mean, Tom's dumb, but he's not that dumb. No, he's not dumb. I really hate that when guys get off the hook. Just like, you're just a dumb guy. I'm sorry. Tom's not, yeah, Tom's not that dumb. He can, he can read between the lines. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that really definitively says anything. So, yeah, like the, the doctor knew that, you know, obviously Tom had been in this infamous affair and he had like some background stuff, but it's like, I want to, I want someone who's done the homework to do this interview. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> also, it's kind of clickbaity. Like, we don't really need Tom to have a diagnosis. We just want Tom to take accountability. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, Yes, I think that there are uh, personality disorders that definitely impact people. But ultimately, that kind of thing is between like Tom and his therapist. But like what we want to hear is like, give us a raw account of like what happened and where your head was at and like why you chose to do what you did rather than just like defend it always. Well, and that was also my issue with the Rachel and Bethany podcast is the only thing Bethany watched was the reunion. And while I will agree that the way the cast behaved towards Rachel in the reunion was hard to watch. Bethany also didn't watch the rest of the season and that she didn't see a lot of the interactions that we saw on camera between Rachel and Ariana. Well, and Rachel and Katie. And Rachel and Katie and Rachel and Tom. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't get to just come in with this very uh, limited perspective and come in with these like really strong opinions. Right. Unless you've done your homework and you have a more like, full picture idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just not interesting to like hear. Like Bethany it. didn't even know until they were doing the interview that the affair lasted seven months. If not longer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, mm. wow. Mm. I actually completely forgot about that. So I'm glad you brought it up. I also know that I can just like cross that off of my things to listen to. It was interesting hearing Tom refer to Raquel as Rachel. Like he only called her Rachel and that was like weird in my head. That is what she asked to go by. Like yeah, and I, to I totally understand, but I'm saying we've just never heard him call her Rachel. So yeah. I was like, oh, new beginning. Interesting. Well, all right. Thanks for that. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumbaugh. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House. Thank you.